we're vibing on the music, you're also <laughs> editing that into Pro Tools. Mm, Am I going from A to C? I'm not, thinking way use, too... You're, you're pro, three steps ahead of yourself. Welcome back to another disarranged yeah, uh, episode of Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey <laughs> podcast without the, whis- <laughs> the mention of whiskey in its name whatsoever. We are uh, just uh, recording in my apartment this morning. Um, just two old friends sitting here with me, three old friends, including my dog, and a discussion about when to start the podcast with the music being uh, synced in the background, but we put out an MP3 file and I make guess sure that it would sounds be a lot of. I guess that would be a lot of work. Welcome back to <laughs> the podcast is uh, an old friend, an old foe. Um, Someone who's been on a red card for about two months <laughs> is the glorious Matthew D. Brown. From I'm back. The Blom Brothers Distillery. The D stands for Dathew. The My D name is Matthew Dathew Brown. The D stands for dumbass. Explicit rating. There you go. Turn it off for your kids that are listening in the back seat while they're commuting to school. Um, if you're listening to this while you commute your kids to school, you have more problems than I can imagine. But thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Just the old Jim Beam fish decanter. Yeah. In the, mm. We have some in the, in the kitchen if you want to see them. Yeah, it's in the cup holder and you're taking little sips out of it as you drop off your kids at school. That'd be great. Uh, the best decanter I have for Jim Beam is like the 1984 presidential election. It's a giant oh donkey my gosh, like yes. playing the drum. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't Do think, really? yeah, all my parents have it. Um, oh, it'll soon be at our house, but we have cool. too many whiskey bottles decorating this apartment. So, but um, yeah, as the uh, wife is away um, in New York for work, the uh, mice will play. The mice will play. Remy, what do you think? <laughs> dead. Out. She's dead. She's out. Dead to the world. Um, but yeah, this is Jay Cookie. Uh, it only took about two and a half minutes to get into an introduction of who I am if you never listened to this mm-hmm. podcast. I'm also joined by my co host, Wilson Torres. Hey, young world. And uh, we are just going to hey, sit around and talk about um, Chicago whiskey events, um, also some new bills that are being passed here in Illinois when it, regarding the whiskey industry and the alcohol industry and more in general. But uh, yeah, we have a lot to get to. Matt wanted to co- come on and spill some hot takes, as he said through a text hot message. Takes, yeah. um, it was a lot. I just wanted attention. Yeah, pretty much. I don't really have very hot takes. So he drug us to my our, my apartment where I'm still feeling the effects of last night. Thank you, Compass Box and the Spaniard for uh, doing that to me, and Fountainhead, of course, for hosting those fine gentlemen that came by. And shout out to Bob. Yeah, what up, Bob? Um, but yeah, th- uh, Compass, Compass Box did their um, release of the Spaniard, which is a bar in New York City that is in collaboration with the story of the Spaniard release with Compass Box, and they kind of did a Chicago, or doing a whole U.S. tour, I guess, mm-hmm. this week. Um, I'm confused because it came out like a year ago. <laughs> but, oh, really? <laughs> um, but they're doing it so now. finally getting here? Well, yeah, but they no, they're just kind of doing everything. But um, had a really great time last night with um, the guys from the Spaniard and Compass Box. Drinking a lot of their uh, their new stuff, some of their old stuff, and some really delicious cocktails as well, which I'll probably be posting from the photos here as soon as we uh, hit the stop button on the record here. And nice. um, Daddy has a little more hair of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of, what are we what are we sipping? Yeah, on? man. What, we, what did you bring us today? I, I brought this year's uh, High West, the Midwinter's Night Dram. Probably the first like hypey whiskey that I was like into. Mm. Mm. Um, so this is Act 7, Scene 1. I have a very nice friend in uh, Utah who actually grabbed it from the distillery when it dropped, and uh, uh, Pony expressed it to me. Oh, nice. And nice. so, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I haven't drunk a ton of it, but, um, yeah, I, I, always in, I always enjoy Midwinter's Night Tram when I grab it. <laughs> Well, when I drink it, rather, not just physically I'm grabbing it. Haven't grabbed a bottle of it in a little while. Is it only yeah. released in Utah? Uh, no, it's... Uh, 
um, released everywhere. I don't know, like, if I haven't seen Act 7, Scene 1 on the shelves. Mm. I've so far only seen, like, Act 7, Scene 6, I think. Everything's so I an allocation these days. So Yeah, right. Seems to be. Dude, we can absolutely get into that. Well, I was thinking, too, like, so High West out of Park City, Utah, they were certainly, like, one of the first, like, big craft guys. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And they... All, as a point, do a lot of blending between their distillate and well, source bought, stuff, yeah. which is very interesting, that's which interesting. is not very that's common. That's not common, really. It, uh, so they blend a, their own juice with purchase juice. Right. Interesting. Um, I think yeah. n- a notable example is that campfire stuff they make, yeah. which is scotch blended with bourbon, blended with rye, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I've it's never good had stuff. that. I it's good. Say. I think I've, it's crazy. I'm not a bottle of it. Actually. It yeah. tastes kind of exactly what you expect. Very smoky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty nuts. Um, this is this is very smooth though. Super smooth blend of straight rye whiskeys finished in uh, French oak port barrels. Like mm. what can. I was wondering how can the, you do wrong the there? Was. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Yeah, yeah the just, just a shade under a hundred proof. Um, super easy drinking. The tawny port. Uh, maybe <laughs> it has a sweetness to it. Though. Pour this bad boy like, around. Yeah, the finish the, is very sweet. Um, it says on the back, a midwinter's night dram tastes like a proper Christmas plum pudding Ooh, with yeah. lovely moling spices, Christmas dried fruits, pudding. and creme anglaise. Mm. I would say I that's pretty dead on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember too. So it reminds me of like eating a cinnamon roll on Christmas morning. Yeah, there you go. I got to put like bread pudding for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> Wilson has very nice penmanship. Oh, yeah. and uh, we're taking notes. We're trying to be professional and organized. <laughs> yeah, not be all scatterbrained. All right, all of a sudden for the first time, <laughs> Wilson, your nice handwriting uh, coincides with the fact that you were telling us before we started recording that uh, you wore just like chinos and <laughs> hush puppies <laughs> until cat- like seventh yeah, grade. My Catholic school years. Yeah, my formative years, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember actually. It would. I would come home from school. Mind you, this is, I'm dating myself, because this is when they actually taught you cursive in school. You're dating yourself? Well, you know, dating as far as my age. Damn it. Not marrying yourself like Dennis um, Rodman? (laughs) No. And I would get home, and my mom, uh, she, I remember her telling us stories about her wanting to be a teacher when she was younger. Um, So she took it upon herself when I would get home. You know, remember those pads of paper that had the two lines and the perforated mm-hmm. one in the middle? So sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Your capitals and your mm-hmm. lowercase. Yep. <clears throat> I, still practi- I still practice yeah, with she that. Made I still do, do on a daily basis. ABCs, so, one, two, threes. Oh, yeah. And print and in cursive every oh, day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was... And as I got older, the pad of paper, of course, the, you know, we went to college, you know, regular ruled, and then college mm-hmm. ruled, mm-hmm. and then graph paper, and so on and so forth. So she would buy different papers. And different pens and pencils for me to write with. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, the fruits of the fruits of, of my labors, labors are clearly just displayed on this paper in front a, of yeah, me. Yeah, it's just whiskey and notes. Whiskey and notes. <laughs> Actually, the new and new whiskey our, stains. New, 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 Actually, new name. That's why I said it. Yeah, I see yeah. the whiskey stains. Whiskey stains. I, don't know I would. Uh, Your little notebook reminds me of uh, the detailed notes that um, My Little Pony had. Uh, no, <laughs> Sha- uh, Sean Connery is. Uh, Indiana oh, yeah. Jones's dad, Captain, no. uh, <laughs> Captain America. The Last Crusade. Or is there a little map in there too? Actually, uh, it's, it goes to diag- the hidden treasures. There's, 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 there's more in the book than yeah, just a map. Julia. He has drawing and glasses. I've got drawings. I've got. Hmm. 
Maybe I'll, might be able to post. Can you read us that poem right there that <laughs> yeah. you obviously wrote? <laughs> now what was that it. movie that with Sean Connery that he was? Uh, You're the man now, dog. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, finding Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I love the movie. Love that movie. Don't th- think, just write. I wrote a thesis on that movie. Did you really? Yeah, in AP English in high school. And Do you what still was have it? And what was your thesis? That's a great question. What was the um, I'd love to read it. It was a critique. That movie to me is just like. Phenomenal. I love it. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a whole project, but um, just kind of like breaking down the symbolism of everything of like race relations and class and all that stuff. So. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> what was he drinking? W- welcome to the, the movie. What what? Sean Connery would drink a booze. What was that booze? In which in, movie? F- in Finding, Finding Forrester. Forrester. I, I only yeah. know the yeah. the quote. You're the man now, dog. Because it's you very said funny. It four times. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll say it again. <laughs> I also wrote a thesis in college about Spike Lee. Did you really? Yeah. Good. You're the perfect person <laughs> to do that. I think I actually did. It's t- so I'm funny. Pro- think about it, like ten years. Because I was ten years ago to the day, or ten and a half years ago, and. Uh, so not to the day. Not to the day at all. <laughs> just added that in for nothing. Well, I was thinking that I graduated that semester, but I didn't graduate semester. Um, middle of the year. Uh, but yeah, I was like, now it's a white guy I was writing about if Spike Lee was good or black, good or bad for the black community. Oh. <laughs> Did you really oh, no. do? No, I wrote it. That is so I wrote it with a black guy. It's so Iowa, oh, dude. So no, fucking Iowa. No, it was a shared. So it was like pro or con. He was pro. Wow. You were con. Well, just like if the movie um, "Do the Right Thing" was pro or con. Pro or con? What? I don't even remember. But it's something to do with like if it was a positive effect of uh, like for it was more like if it was a positive effect to the rest of the not like black community but a positive. Portrayal to the rest of the world of black. Of the black. Yeah. Movie. So like what? Uh, talk, like, so me and another guy who was black, we wrote a paper about it, like uh, dueling sides of it. Well, that's. Well, it wasn't. Oh, see, that, the thing about that movie it's, too that it was, was a race it, class. It was I a mean, race class thing. Yeah, 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 of course. And it was all. It was all. That was the whole thesis of the. That's the whole thing yeah. of the class itself. Um, it was, it was. It was cool. Though. I mean, I, I wrote a lot about Bob Dylan in that paper. I'm not really sure oh, why. No. <laughs> Bob Dylan. <laughs> um, but Jesus. yeah, I could find it somewhere probably pretty easily. Because <laughs> uh, didn't the character with the boombox on his shoulder play Blair Bob Dylan yeah, out of his? I think so yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> exactly. Oh, he was blaring. Oh, that's right. Not Bob Dylan though. Just <laughs> fight yeah, the power. Who, yeah. who was? Yeah. Who was the guy holding the, the boombox? What was his name? Um, Radio Rahim. Bug, bugging. No, no bugging out was, was Spike Lee's Bugger, character. Yeah. Bugging out was uh, yeah. But, that yeah. guy was Radio Rahim. Yeah, yeah. Radio Rahim. Yeah, that's, that's a great it. fucking movie though. Maybe. We're going to find out later that it's a not radio. You know what? I, I, I watched sure that, that movie twice in my life. It's a good movie. It's good, good to revisit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it holds up really well. Good 90s. I like, a, I like a movie that's in the summer that makes you hot just watching it. Yeah, and no, that's it does. a movie that well, that's just why I makes you like, sweat. His, his movies sweat in, in New York were intimate always... manner or just, no, like, no. just like nervous they do, sweat? Yeah. They do such a good job of like portraying what oh, it was yeah. like on the gotcha. hottest day of the do year. Do you know that they like painted the... So it's very orange and vibrant, those colors in that mm-hmm. movie, because they painted that neighborhood, those colors, for, oh, that's the, cool. for the movie itself. And yeah. they kept it that way, too, I believe. But you feel like the intensity like kind of off the streets and off the bricks of the buildings coming like alive off your screen um but one of the best things i thought, thought about spike lee is that he always brought new york city as a character itself into the films mm. Mm. So I, much yeah. like sex in the city the fifth girl mm. the fifth yes. girl more of a well, Smith, the kind of actually gal. i like that welcome to What's film talk like? on well, matt you know, brown with succeeded. my special <laughs> guest will torres and jake hockey you didn't say recording right. from God. my apartment with um, my dog it's first of all it's wilson and it's <laughs> yeah. hooky not hucky 
Well, Matt, Matt has been out of uh, you guys play wanna, for a while. Do you talk about Liverpool? You guys want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's new on the wall yeah. on the uh, on the floor down? Okay, so the bill passed um, in September. I'm really going to talk about that. The compromise. So we're after some parody with beer and wine, as we've talked about right. a few times. Um, the compromise that we struck was there was to be two craft distillery licenses as opposed to just one. So there's a distillery license, a craft distillery license, and a craft distillery license, right? That's what we so thought we were getting. craft distillery. Yes. And so then a what distillery? Another kind of craft distillery. So you can either be a craft distillery that mm-hmm. has a pretty modest production cap, mm-hmm. and you can self-distribute to a certain extent, right? Okay. That was big for some people. But that was 50 gallons a year or 50- less. 50,000. 50,000 proof gallons. Because uh, right now the ceiling is 1,000, 100,000 gallons. Yeah, the ceiling is 100,000. Yeah, yeah, to be called a craft. craft. Yeah. Right. And more than that... You, so I heard that Blonde Brothers is producing 100,000 in one. Shut up. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> don't tell the people. So um, I've heard they already sold out too much alcohol of the, of the store, up, and they had to close down early up, again this year. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Are you sure you don't want to come to Galena in January and record a podcast with your bosses in the, in the distillery? No, I don't. Oh. I don't... <laughs> I want to avoid the busy times at the distillery. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah. So craft dist- so the craft distillery license was nice because you get to you would pay less um, for uh, for um, to to. Oh, actually, do want to try that? Yeah, I thought it was the hun- I thought it was the the regular cast strength. <laughs> it is a cast strength. Oh. Well, here there we go. go, Thursday. <laughs> so uh, the the regular distillery license, not the craft distillery license, you pay more for the license, and then you yeah. have to pay more every year. But both licenses you have to pay to re-up. But anyways, so <laughs> Jake is displaying, he's wearing his headphones, and he's displaying the dangling cord for them. They were never plugged in. Look my dog. <laughs> and she, the dog's ready for some tummy pats. She's roaching. So... Um, <clears throat> Anyways, so the the compromise, one craft distillery license, you would get self-distribution. The other, you would get a higher cap. You would have to pay more for the license, but you would be able to, you would have the higher production cap, and you would have the ability to be able to open up satellite brew pubs yeah. called still pubs where they would have full retail privileges, as it's called in the law. Full retail privileges means you can buy beer, wine, other spirits from a licensed distributor. Right, okay. So, that was a lot. So, is that, but is that, is there a higher radius? production cap? No, radius? Oh, yes. As you can only open can a satellite location within 90 miles of your first one. So, um, so, so that was the law, that was how the law was So, they could passed. have, they could have beer, wine, and spirits at the bar? Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. So, um, which was great, which was what we wanted. So at that passed, and then it was up to the Illinois Liquor Commission, um, which used to be part of the budget office, which is now its own cultural own office thing. Yeah, yeah, it's its own enforcement so wing. So now it's its own distillery license. Okay. So instead of paying twenty five hundred bucks for a new craft distillery license, yeah, you would have to pay like four thousand dollars for just a new distillery license every at, year. 
uh, after the next uh, to recertify, it's like thirty five hundred. There's a discount. Okay, but you pay something On a every basis. year. Okay. Yes, every year. Um, and then, so you'd have to get the, you know, whatever four thousand dollar distillery license, and then you would have to pay the state for your either your self distribution license or your brew pub still pub licenses. So, those are two so it licenses. became yes. So it became this thing where we're like, wait a second, we got the new distinctions that we wanted, but this is going to turn into a very, very expensive proposition. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's going backwards for everybody. So it's, yes, and they said, hey, don't worry. Like, Illinois Liquor Commission and Dirt Defense was like, okay, no problem. I, we hear you, but the problem is that we're going to have to get a new bill passed to, like, like spell out these new license differences, um, which seemed like a lot of work, um, but it looks like it's passed. It passed in a veto session uh, earlier this month, so, so it should be good. What's the result of that? So the new, so to get either of these new craft distillery license, you pay the fee that you used to when there was just one craft distillery Which license. Twenty five hundred bucks for the first one, and then two thousand bucks for the second for Let's every see. year after that. Okay. Oh, so okay. That's and then it. to have like and that the privileges the of pub. So to have the privileges of self distribution, that license. Yeah. You have to pay like a hundred bucks or something the oh. first year, and if then you're for, only producing a certain amount or less. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which and then you guys are over that amount. Oh yeah, yeah. So like you guys, Koval, few. Um, yeah, but you guys are well over fifty thousand gallons. Uh, I'm not sure on the exact numbers. But you guys, yeah, yeah but we're pretty high. So is there gonna be a qualifying mark of people that are less than fifty thousand versus the ones that are above it? Sure. Uh, it will be like um on their license or yeah they'll have to they'll have to prove it well. There's a there's I mean, a thing too I mean, of like the, it's the hard taxes to, and everything already prove that I mean because so yeah paying. Well, you wouldn't call yourself anything different you still call yourself just a craft distillery sure just, okay just a sure distillery. but like this crap I mean how do you guys feel about the term craft I mean well back it's interesting you should it's interesting you should ask that I because, love craft macaroni you know, and cheese back it back actually. in um back when the nascent like craft like guild came out um shit what is it called like american oh a uh american craft still american craft spirits yeah something like it, yeah. the acsa or something yeah, yeah, yeah. I, gave him a, I gave him a tour one time A-C- oh cool yeah. so A-C-A. A-C-A? The, the aclu came together to <laughs> come up with the rules about craft distilling so they gave it like an impossibly high barrier, mm. you know, um, but that also includes like Jack Daniels by a strict yep, margin, yep. you know. So it's Four a, Roses was technically a craft distillery. Oh, by, for sure. By that, yeah. So um, for a small batch, I guess something. You, I don't, yeah, yeah. But, there, I, honestly, I don't really care. You can call yourself craft yeah. or handmade. I, I think there's honestly, I think there's, you know. Plenty of craft made in a bottle of Jim Beam or whatever. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean it's like all always going to be for me, no. you know, yeah. and be something that appeals to me. But like, you're in a Jim Beam cr- house. You shut your mouth, motherfucker. <laughs> I thought my aunt, my you're in, inferring a lot from what I said because I thought I was very diplomatic <laughs> about what I said. Diplomatic. We love all whiskey in this house. Um, I'm I'm looking at a. Gigantic Jim Beam neon sign on the wall. Your wife can't like that. She brought it <laughs> home from the office. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good point. Damn it. Uh, so, um, shit, what was it talking about? Yeah, I mean, labels like craft and handmade or whatever, mm. 
it's it's all marketing. It like is, it's yeah. all fair and love and war and marketing, I, right? I, I don't like, even honestly pay my, attention to it. Like, yeah. Do you say it in your pitches? I don't uh, I, I, I mean, it, I, t- I touch around the edges. Like when yeah. I say things like, hey, we're a s- small family company, still yeah. only have like seven full-time employees. It's a very... Do you want number eight? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but mm, we'll have to talk about your distilling pedigree, Jake. Um, Let me tell you about it. And that's it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's how long it took. That's basically all I do. Yeah. A lot of butterscotch on that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I get a shit ton of that. Yeah. Like big brocks concentrate. The, you know, when a word becomes too oversaturated, you can, you, then you have to be more creative. You just, you know, say the things that like tick off the boxes without saying like the cliche thing. Yeah. Because mm. you just tend to, if you use the words like craft and stuff, people mm. tend to go, tend to go deaf you know they're yeah. just like oh he's just he's just spouting off things that are just marketing at me you yeah, know yeah. i want to meet a real person here you know i want to <laughs> meet the people baby <laughs> give me the actual story here yeah, yeah. which we talk about all the time on this podcast yeah no it's it, it, it's it's interesting like selling my whiskey where you kind of start with australia i guess um i don't know if it's the right approach necessarily we are on the terms of craft in America. We are a craft distillery, but I don't really harp on it. I guess it's talking about like w- how we make our whiskey versus yeah. how small it is. And then people ask, "Oh, how big of you are a company? Like, what are the biggest biggest distillery in Australia?" Like, oh, like well, what does that mean? What's put it in context? I'm like, we're the size of a big craft distillery in America. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not Jim Beam. We're not yeah. Buffalo Trace by any means. But what? considering the yeah, it's but it's also a craft movement in that country. So you, I, I think there's much more ways of talking about the spirit, talking about your brands, without coming outright and saying it. It's almost like it's in a movie how people say, "Show me, don't tell me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about it. I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In that sense, yeah. um, because it's, it's a movie podcast. So yeah. it's definitely <laughs> welcome back it's to definitely, movie def- talk. Well, I think about six episodes in a row we've gone on a movie rant. So oh, good. I'm not sure if you listened to the one with Harrison where we had a Jason Jeremy London rant. Jason, Jeremy, London, Mall Rats, and oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm. I, I'll fast forward through yeah, that. We'll, we'll, that. we'll not revisit that right now. Um, but it, it, it is an association um, of a brand that was super important five years ago in the city. I don't know because I don't work for a Chicago brand anymore. But it was well, yeah. de- definitely very much harped on. And I'm not talking about the brand we worked for. It was everybody. Everybody's out yeah. saying we are small batch yeah. craft distillery. Well, we are handmade. Well, I think think grain about grain to bottle, grain to glass, w- grain to this, grain yeah. to that. I think, you know, where we were, like, prior to this big bourbon boom that probably started in earnest probably around 2015. True. Right? Yeah. So, like, before... The true... Arc of it? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, before then, we weren't... Craft whiskey wasn't really geared directly towards whiskey drinkers. No. Because the the big movement then was, like, buying local, eating local, like, Mm -hmm. whole foods, all that kind of mentality led people to, you know, craft whiskey, not really like whiskey itself, you know, it wasn't, you know, like uh, people searching out new whiskeys, it wasn't really a thing. People were still super brand loyal before it really like still are broke it. Well, yeah, but um, it definitely well, is that's interesting. Well, Some people, I do. Yeah, it is very interesting because there is there's still brand loyalty. But I think now for the whiskey connoisseurs and the whiskey drinkers, it's not a brand loyalty. 
it's the rarity loyalty. Yeah. Where, what can I find that's not on the shelf? What's something new? Uh, yeah, something new I mean, for like, sure. I mean... People get really excited about the, yeah. oh, these guys just entered Illinois. Like yeah. Pinhook, you know, Bardstown. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, they're like the talk of the town, and they aren't even local. I don't right. know if they have local reps here. <laughs> like, No, they don't have boots on her. Uh, Bardstown does. Bardstown does. Tony's, yeah. I think his name is Tony oh, cool. or something yeah. like that. Good to know, yeah. Uh, Ed. Tony. Ed? Is it, Ed. Is it Ed? Ed, okay. come on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah, Ed, Ed, come on the out, podcast. Come on to the podcast. We like to hear your yeah. story. Ed, I know you're listening. Well, they just lost their, yeah, their sad, guy, yeah. the chairman. Yeah. chairman Three yeah. days ago. 61 years old, yeah. dude. Young. I had a Instagram conversation with him. Oh, Me yeah? too. Yeah, and it was like, he was so super cool. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think when we first started following him on our, on our own uh, Instagram, he like yeah. messaged me and said like, hey, he's like, thanks for like following, like something like that. We were like, oh, how sweet. You're like, hey, thanks for, that's how it started. Yeah, yeah. Peter hey, Lofton. Thanks for the like. Or, there it is. Yeah, Peter sorry. Lofton. Yeah, not at all. Probably didn't say his name. Yeah, sorry, Paul. May you rest in peace. But man, it was it was so cool to get. Yeah. So something that large and big and shiny. Yeah. You know, to have that mm-hmm. small. You know, still have that southern charm of being up in Kentucky and yeah. have mm-hmm. that decency of like, hey. He was a southern guy too. He's yeah. from like oh, yeah. North Carolina. He Definitely. was. Yeah, I read a little bit. Complete more visionary when it comes to passing. what they're doing down there as well with the whole yeah. property. That's gonna. That's for sure. Sad loss. Really new under the sun, where yeah. they they do a lot of contract stuff, contract distilling, mm-hmm. where they're making whiskey f- for, for other others. brands. Right. But the way they describe it in their mission statement really struck me because they they're very big on it being a collaborative process. Correct. They talk about yeah. it this being a collaborative this like distillery. Yours. Tell us how you want it. Well, what you so want I had it. a really interesting yeah. conversation with Barstown with the Compass Box guys last mm-hmm. night. Oh, cool. um, which I didn't know. We talked about the history of Scotch a little bit, mm-hmm. and people think they're really out of the ordinary when actually they're an ode to a throwback of what Scotch was. Oh, it for was sure. the blending process of it. It wasn't yes. about single malts. It was about taking Scotch from here, barrels from there, mm-hmm. and blending them together to create enough products for everybody to enjoy. For sure. And that's the, that's their throwback. And it was mm-hmm. about, but they're making it very interesting with the barrels they select and the brands they choose to buy juice from too. And so I was talking about how they don't have the exact details of distilleries, the grain amount. They have a little bit, but not percentage-wise. And they, like one of the bottles says near Avalauer, mm. made near Avalauer. Well, that's some Avalauer. Yeah. It's their juice. Um, but they can't legally put them on there if not everybody legally agrees to put everything on there in transparency. But Bardstown is doing the opposite. They're like, here is the percentages. It's all on the bottle. Yep. It's, it's right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they've in a, in a yeah. previous podcast I mentioned, it's like they have the best. Um, label when it comes to the transparency of how they operate. Um, well, second best, I'd say know. we had the <laughs> best. No, I'm just kidding. The Keen Lake what whiskey, the um, Blum Bros. We had oh. super transparent labeling, but no, you did. I completely no, you did. Agree. Yeah, yeah, you're, I'm no, you're 100. You <laughs> I just want to talk about myself again. So no, just kidding. Um, I think yeah, missed, very cool. I think he missed us. Remy will show you the way out. <laughs> Come along. She's gone. Wherever Rem is. She got mad when you picked her up and made her, <laughs> <laughs> she's made her sit she's on probably in her bedroom. Well, the, mm. the, the whole the, the question that you know that I started in, in regards to the word the term craft, I just automatically I just think it just kind of a dilutes us or kind of mm. takes us all out of the conversation because it puts you in a different category. It does. A and subcategory. A subcategory of whiskey, which is already a tough category to be a part of as it is already. Yeah. You know, but if you really look at and you, know, you take okay, the word craft and just then clearing you, my throat. <laughs> I'll be fine. And you go to any of the like you go to the you know the 
the industry leader here, well, as far as big box stores here, you go to Benny's, and then, of course, that's how you're kind of shelved. Mm, yes. You know but what I I'm saying? But I appreciate that, too, because I know where I'm looking. Yes and no. Hmm. But it's also based on performance. God. So there's so many things that come into play. But, I mean... Eight feet. So they, do they... How do you how do you break that? How do you break the craft without even like you you right. mentioned? Well, so what you do is you bring a, a whiskey over from Australia. <laughs> yeah. no, one has, no one no one knows any idea what it is, and they put it in the bourbon section. Oh yeah, I think because uh, even I, I mean right. even the even the category as it is now at Benny's is American right. whiskey. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Wait, you know? It's crazy. It's everything that's not rye or bourbon. Mm. Yeah. So it's like seven things. People, what do people do with that? Yeah, it's but tough, they have, man. They, but they you have like it. your rise yeah. in the rise section. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, the riser where they should be per how they have it. Right. It's not said rise over here. It says bourbon is on the one case. We'll, on we'll just need to get Scott back on the podcast. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. In the shirts, you know? Yeah. It's hard. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, you just kind of get got to get stuff in people's mouth. You know? God, yeah, damn. I agree. Hopefully, whiskey. It's good. Sorry, but, um, it's Brock's, bro. It tastes like straight up Brock's. I just want to say that um, all of uh, Damien and fellows down in uh, Lexi- Lenexa, Kansas at Union Horse Distilling Co., your Chicago Suck Barrel is delicious. It reminds me of stealing all the candies out of my grandpa's jar <laughs> and eating all the butterscotch ones. <laughs> nice. Grandpa, I took your candy jar. It Brock's. It reminds me of my godmother, the- man. All my grandparents are dead. I tried this barrel. We I had three too. barrels. No, wait, one's, a little, one's still alive. Oh, so you're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> M- mine are all bad. The ones that I saw candy are you, from are, are still. Yours out there? Oh yeah, they gone. That's so sad. Yeah, Gra- they Gra- 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 Bernie's rock, still killing it. Oh yeah, yeah. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie was hip hooping it up at your joint. Bernie was drinking a lot of whiskey at my yeah. wedding. He my, was in that extra great. drunk. Yeah, my, my wife has two living grandparents: her mom's mom and her dad's dad, and they're both like uh, such. Um, they have such a great legacy to their life. Yeah. So That's cool. Stephanie, my. My wife's grandma, her babsha, what they call her, because she's from Poland, uh, never worked a day in her life, mm. never had a driver's license, oh, you know. Shit. Yeah, so. But she drove everywhere. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> but she <laughs> but she wanted stop, to drive. She wanted to drive her. like a mother. She She's in her <laughs> 90s. I think her oldest kid is like 72. Is the long. movie El Camino based off of her life? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She sold her life rights for Buco <laughs> Dolores. Let me put the, put it this way: so she has probably like ten great grandchildren, and they're all going to college based off of that That's Clint awesome. Eastwood money. Hmm. I was is, talking about the Breaking awesome. Bad movie. Oh, what's the El Camino? Um, what was that Clint Eastwood movie? Where? Oh yeah, what was Grand that? Torino? Grand Torino, oh, Grand yeah. Torino. entirely. Good movie too. I've never, yeah, I've never seen either you, of them. That old son of a bitch puts out some good movies. That probably. old son of a bitch put a two threesomes in his last movie with him involved in it as a ninety-year-old man. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, is that the, the, the mule? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch that. I haven't bro. watched El it. Mulo. I gotta watch um, El Burro. Guys, time to check into my flight tomorrow. And okay, oh, I'm gonna talk more about my uh, wife's Polish grandfather. Family. Uh, the other side. So my wife's dad is uh, from Kentucky. He's like a good old boy, nice. and her dad, her dad's dad, her granddad is like ninety four and like still golfs like every other day. That's it's awesome. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Where in Kentucky? Uh, I not 
anywhere you would have heard, like super central Kentucky. Mm. Okay. And then uh, I like how Savannah, Illinois. I know nothing outside of Chicago. I love. I mean, I don't know. I don't That's what I, I didn't remember it. For I've been in Kentucky reason. every year of my life. I don't even know other thing outside crazy? of like yeah. any, anywhere between. It's a five-hour trip away. L- yeah, Louisville and Lexington, and you know, obviously like the Bourbon Trail areas, like in Franklin County. Yeah. I know that, yeah. but that's get outside of there. And been in Paducah once or twice. I think I've been to Paducah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I think my sister was born in Kentucky. Oh, when really? my par- when yeah, when my mom was in school there. Huh. Where did she go to school? Uh, this like cr- weird Christian college that sounds has a strange right. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Kentucky, that sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Because I recall getting the uh, horsey sauce from Arby's as a child, and then one of the my brothers being like, "Give sauce? it to Carolyn. She's born in Kentucky. She's a horsey girl." <laughs> oh, this is all coming. We were so mean to Carolyn. She younger than you or older? No, she's. I'm the youngest of four. That's right. So, of course, I was easily, like, manipulated into being, like, mean to my sister. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Here's horsey sauce, Carolyn. You're a horse. Nay. Um, oh, great. What were we talking about again? Oh, yeah. Your... Dead grandparents. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> we were talking about... Jake was talking about the just Chicago Select bar- Barrel that we just released into the market. All for all Chicago. So Those usually a barrel... Plug for Union Horse. Still yeah, plug, that's cool. Yeah. You know, usually a, a barrel is a single barrel is sold to a single account, but I wanted to take a different approach. And I'm like, hey, let's just do a barrel for all of Chicago. Mm. That's um, awesome. And I let like it that just idea. you know put it up for for grabs. Um, so we came out with 23 cases. Uh, we have a uh, six packs, six pack cases. I really so not a huge yield on this. No, too. not Super, a huge yield yeah. at all. No, not at all. It's five and a half years old. Um, this is one of three barrel samples that they sent me, and then um, I this was the one. Barrel number zero seven, I believe. Yeah, one one zero eight seven was the one immediately that I gravitated to. Mm. It just reminded me of my godmother. And then in regards to the you know the butterscotch taste yeah. that you got, Jake, I had that so upfront. It's very prevalent. It was and bottled on Halloween. Yeah, it was bottled on Halloween. Yeah, the so. spooky barrel. So it's um it's out there, guys. So look look out for it, or just you know DM us over at Keena Lake, or even at three one two Mind, or even at Union Horse Distilling, or don't, at Tenzing. Don't DM WS. us at Keena Lake because I won't know any answers to it. He has answers. <laughs> he has all the answers. Um, uh, but no, this was something that I really wanted to do um, because I just felt that it could. It's different. It's a different approach to the market. For I sure. wanted to share it with the market. I didn't want to just to to go to one home. Is it any bars? Can we go and try it too? There will be several bars that awesome. will be carrying it. I nice. will know exactly who picked it up. By um, by um, come Monday because okay, I've, cool. I've hit up quite a few, so nice. hopefully those will be. Um, but we're lucky enough to have it here in front of us today, so we get to try it. Um, but yeah, it's just that's why grandparents came up because my mm-hmm. godmother was a very big uh, part yeah. of my life, mm-hmm. and she always loved the butters the Brock's butterscotch candies. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. soon as I had this, that's, first oh, dude, sip, yeah. It's like you're, it's like you're, it's like you're on twisting that wrapper, yeah, and you're like, man. and you can feel that it taste in your mouth, before, like salivating before smell, you have it. Yeah, you can smell that shit. No, I agree. Did you ever steal the candies out of those little bins back in the back in? The, um, did they have those still back in the day? Oh, like the yeah, quarter yeah, ones, scoop. Yeah, the scoop ones. You know, you have oh. to buy by the pound. Uh, Whole Foods, if you're doing a tasting at Whole Foods, you can watch yeah. many people steal those out of there still. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of nuts and grains. Like, people just come by and like take their own, like, oh, this is a, I'm going to try oh, a good. Of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, quinoa, dry. Yeah, I'm just going to try this dry quinoa. Like, you also like, literally see guys come by and just like take a handful out with their own hands, and you're like, that's not what that's for. But mm-hmm. they don't care. It is, it is now. I love it, and especially you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the holidays, and a, a good part of the reason. Why is not? Because my godmother's gone. Oh. So she was. She made the holidays. My sister and my godmother made the holidays what they were for me. 
And um, my sister, thankfully, she's always here with me, and she's still alive. <laughs> Shout out to Lydia. But uh, my godmother was... Lydia, blink twice if you're okay. I'm starting <laughs> to worry about you now. Yeah, so it's just DM like... DM us at Key in the Lake. Um, so this is... It came out just in time for that. That's awesome. Yeah, man, I love That's, good That's awesome. That's good stuff. Well, I like the holidays. No, what about a, you, Jake? Um... Okay. Welcome to Holiday Talk they're, with they're okay. Matt. I'd like to introduce well, I mean, you to my co-host. it's our busy time. It's, this is when we win, yeah. what, make 67% of our sales? Jake and Wilson. Uh, I used to play Ramos. hockey, and there was a hockey tournament. This one pronounced my name, hockey, when scoring goals every time. I was like, that's fucking awesome. You, you said that sentence so fast. You, When you're <laughs> editing this, please put that down to like half speed so people heard, can hear that. When I played hockey as a kid, there was one <laughs> tournament. Uh-huh. Keep going. One tournament. That pronounced my name hockey when I scored a goal in the tournament. Great. It was awesome. Almost done. Are we done? We're done. Great. I'm on a, a lot of cold medication right now. Oh, you really do? Yeah, and plus whiskey. So cool. Speaking I didn't of, drink for two days. Pretty good. Wow, could not believe. I it. haven't drank until yesterday. I didn't drink till yesterday. When did you stop? The day before yesterday. <laughs> 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 oh, then I made up for lost time last night. So that was good. Have you guys noticed any new brands in the uh, in the market in your? Uh, Travels as far as throughout the market or anything? Well, for sure, I want to. Have you come across like anybody? a strong shout out to Wilderness Trail? I know yeah. on one of our episodes we drank some a, a new riff um, yeah. single new barrel riff. that yes. my that my yeah. friends had picked, and still that's the only bottle of theirs that I've bought. So oh, really? I bought a, a bottle of bourbon for uh, September. We were oh, yeah. gifted. Yeah. We were actually gifted one recent. Well, actually, about a month ago. Cool. That we just finished off. I'm um, gonna have to touch a uh, touch back on them or their rye or something because yeah, I, I find agree. that an intriguing brand. A, yeah, the whole New story there. Wilderness Trail. New w- Rift. New Rift now. Yeah. Wilderness Trail. I find their rye incredible. Wilderness I Trail. Really, really right? I haven't had any of theirs. I had something. Didn't you bring it by? I feel like somewhere. Mm, Maybe it was somebody no. else. Yeah. yeah. The new riff story I dig. The guy that owns it, his name's Corky, I believe. Is it Corky? Corky? Yeah, and he owned in Kentucky. Corky Romano over in North. <laughs> Northern Kentucky. The guy wants some cookies. It's <laughs> called what? A party, party source, party center, or something like that. I guess he owns a store in where? I'm sorry. In Northern Kentucky. Oh over yeah. Towards the uh, Ohio, like it's Cincinnati yeah, area. It's party source. Or party something source. Like. Or something party like that. pack. Maybe something along the something lines. Something along those lines. And he had like four locations, and he kept the one across the river from Cincinnati, which was his big money maker. But that's exactly where the new he then got into the distilling, oh, okay. so that's how he came up with New Riff. Got it. I believe that's the story. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to keep up on shit, but there's just so much. Founded by there's so many. Ken Lewis. <laughs> Ken Lewis. <laughs> Who the fuck is Ken? Ken uh, Lewis? I think you're thinking of somebody from uh, Peerless. Peerless is no, another because New Riff a, New Riff ha- is no, no, involved with the cor- store. There's a Corky name. At, there's a Corky at at Peerless. At Peerless. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm getting my guys mixed up then. Yeah, I believe. So I apologize to you both. Chris That's an all star from the mid nineties. Some cookies. That uh, trailer is burdened to my mind. Did anyone see that movie? I did. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what was the plot of that? I don't know. Welcome to Film Talk. <laughs> We're so back with a discussion of the plot of no. Corky right. Romano. Lewis, my bad, bro. Yeah, yeah. Corky is, uh, it is peerless. I was like, I don't think that's his name, yeah. but Ken's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we drank, yeah, we drank that single barrel um, on one of the podcasts a while back. Corky Taylor, good. that's it. I really tagged uh, New Riff in the, the video I made for it that didn't seem to 
like it. They Fine. didn't like it? Okay. I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. Not holding any grudges. It exists. I like your bourbon. Event. They'll have to uh, reckon with it someday. I, I <laughs> and then, so, yeah, I, it was, a new I, riff. When, uh, when um, bourbon month started in September, I wanted to buy a bourbon that I hadn't had before and something under $50, so I actually went with their bourbon so as that pick. Riff? New riff, yeah, and I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, we were gifted it, and it was... At first, I didn't take well to it, but then it just grew on me, actually. Do you think you didn't take well to it because it was kind of mm-hmm. like... it's. Was kind of like how Bardstown is now. Is like the new kid on the block got a lot of popularity when it first hit here. You know what? Honestly, I can't remember how I felt then. I just remember that. Were you like me when I was a punk rock kid? (laughs) (laughs) Well, New Riff had done a ton of single barrel picks even before they, (laughs) even before they had really put their foot down in like any major markets. I think that was a thing that was in the works going on with New Riff. Yeah. Mm. And then um, there we go. Wilderness Trail. Oh, that's that's it in front of that fireplace. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Wilderness Trail. I don't know a ton about either. I think um, uh, BC Merchants carries them. They do a sweet mash bourbon, uh, which is interesting. You don't hear much about a sweet mash. Not sour, a lot of people are doing sweet. Mashes. No, sour mash refers to uh, taking some of the spent uh, charge out of the still after you've done the mm-hmm. stilling and putting it back into back. a fermenting mash. To um, it came from um, kind of a fix to help regulate the pH in a fermenting mash to oh, prolong yeah, ferment. Happening ever since distilling, you know. Right um, now, it's done more for flavor because we don't really need we don't really need something so unscientific to help regulate pH. We can use like enzymes and other kind of like yeah little tricks. But um, yeah, I don't even really I'm not even really sure what a sweet mash is. I think Bell Mead does a sweet mash. Do they too? One one of their bourbons, I think they do. A, That's a uh, sweet mash right there. The sweet mash. Um, Jake is just going through his phone <laughs> showing me pictures right now That's while I host one. this podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Key in the Lock with uh, Maddie B. We got Jakey H. and Wilson E. D. R. All right, let's get this thing back on track. Um <laughs> Yeah, so anything about these new brands coming out, they're all delicious. They're all great. They're all great. <laughs> as Matt's key, uh, key phrase is, they're all great. Um, as we're the it's dog good. Now, across the parking lot. It's is, good. Across the lot or hall is barking at us now, which we <laughs> talked about last time we were on. Right. <laughs> um, we had babies, though. What? There was babies, too. No, that was with Harrison. Was that with Harrison? Um, yeah. When Matt was last on, I talked about I how remember. I thought my neighbors left for days and left her dog. But <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that right. poor which is, baby. Which, is, yeah. which has since been proved wrong, but um, uh, okay. <laughs> hopefully there aren't listeners. Hey, there's I, a new Taco Bell down the street. Yeah, there is. It's a cantina. It works in a little bit. They can drink there. I don't think it's officially opened yet. No, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm about to hit that up. I don't think it's open yet. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, I don't right. know. but I was gonna talk. He know. Yeah, I'm trying to get this back He's been casing it every day. He's trying to get his back on track. Pre- I'm, I'm, pushing, I'm pushing him back off. Press his little face against the glass, staring <laughs> at all the people working at it inside. <laughs> I've been doing that. You know what store I've been doing that with? About to open. Um, our old friend Mike Moreno Jr. Yeah. Down in Little Village. Osito. Osito's Tap, named after his little teeny tiny <laughs> chihuahua who he lets run free through the store. Which is great. No, who I love. Um, when I threw my phone at my entertainment center and broke it, not only was I <laughs> mad that I lost a bunch of baby pictures, but I had like seven pictures of Osito. Did you? Anyways. Is it officially open yet? No, it is not. It opens on Saturday. Saturday. What is the date of Saturday? Oh, Saturday is the 23rd. 23rd. <clears throat> I think the guy that's managing that was part of the Three Dots and a Dash. Fuck yeah. 
I, I mean, I can't remember his name. Bring in the pedigree guys because this yeah. is going to be a great bar. Yeah, um, and one of really probably the first bar. bars like that down that neighborhood too in Dude. a very long time. Yeah, long fucking time. There's um, nothing there but Moreno's. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm pumped. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, I'm very excited for Mike with that. I love, love yeah. how he's been posting about it recently too um, on Instagram and doing some little videos Shout to out tease to Mike. it. Yeah. So it's uh, if you're if you're drinking this weekend, come down there and say hello. For sure, check because I know with you know Chicago oh, and restaurants and licenses and stuff, things are bound to get pushed back or postponed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for sure, if if you're listening to this before Saturday or even after Saturday, if you're Just ever listening, listening to this after Saturday, check yeah. on Instagram to yeah. see if they're open yet. Maybe listening yeah. to this on Monday, November twenty fifth. Um, oh. But on the 23rd, I heard that the Mourinho's had a nice little opening. Also, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but, uh, also no. we got through show and, of hands weekend. Yeah. That's and huge. Um, Matt or Mike was on I believe episode five of the podcast um, with, yeah, Matt and, with Matt and I, um, one of our very first guests. And it was uh, one of the people that I enjoyed most because Mike and I did not really know each other. We had met maybe at an event or two, but didn't know a story of each other. But it was uh, definitely a really heartwarming story about where his family um, came from, how they built this liquor store over on the south side, and he's maintaining it now and evolving it into something right. something that's incredibly different for that neighborhood by opening um, Ositos, which is essentially like a cocktail bar or um, with a varied, uh, various amounts of mezcals and tequilas and whiskeys to try because mm-hmm. their store is known for that. It's overwhelming when you walk in there how much there is, which is great. <laughs> yeah. and, a great and, and beer selection, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, yeah, good spot to have. Um, if you're on the south side looking for... A unique place to go visit, or if you're just in Chicago, or go Pilsen, Little yeah. Village area. Yeah, if you're like mm-hmm. just, uh, hey, I want to go somewhere different that get some typical tourist maps on Street. Take mm. yeah. But always pay your parking oh, there because yeah. I have gotten uh, reps there have gotten their parking tickets twice for not putting the meter. What's that place uh, on Pulaski? It's called like Beria Zaragoza or something like that. They I'm, specialize in goat. Yeah, I know you're talking about, I've never been there. Not too far away Isn't from... Isn't it on their front door, like in the front of the building, they put some goat on there? Yeah, so it's not too far from Moreno's at all. I think it's like on Pulaski and 26th, off 26th. Mm. But um, they even got like a Michelin, like Bib Gourmand or Get something too. Really? Yeah, they got some... They had some really, really high praise for them. So Sweet. go there... Go to Ositos. After that, you're going to be hungry again. So go to Cinco Rabanitos on 18th Street, mm. and you're in good shape, man. Yeah, Cinco Rabanitos is good. Don Pedro's, I believe, is really good for calinitas, especially in the morning. Yeah. Um, go down the street, get your hair cut over at HOP 22. See my boy Danny, Jay, Edwin. What is, what is HOP 22? <laughs> Heart of Pilsen, bro. Heart of Pilsen. Heart of Pilsen, bro. Let, listen to the heartbeat, bro. My wife cuts my hair. Oh. She uh, really wanted me to trim my beard, so she very... Uh, so you have a mustache uh, now? <laughs> yeah, so I'll get to that. So <laughs> she very, very sweetly came back from Costco with our, our daughter and was like, we bought you a present, and it was like a wall kit, you know, W-A-H-L, like a, a clippers kit yeah. with the big clippers yeah. for your hair Small and then a little ones, clippers for the, know, beard. the beard. So, and then the manscaping aspect of it all. Oh, that was certainly implied. Um, <laughs> we don't mess around down there. We're married people. <laughs> I wish, Anyways, I wish so, that Manscaping brand that's on every podcast sponsored this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it now. For hims. For you hims. Have, For you hims. have a droopy dick Isn't with a bunch <laughs> of pubes. <laughs> 
we come have on, we come have, and put this wall, this lawnmower to it. Yeah. Trim those edges. Beautiful garden and, of pubes. And then we'll sell you some generic Viagra without a prescription <laughs> because that's a thing in this society. Because every man on this podcast listens to it, drinks too much whiskey, and he has whiskey yeah. dick. So bring it alive oh. with him. Promo code Jake Hockey. <laughs> J-A-K-E-H-O-C-K-E-Y. No spaces. We are. These uh, are not my thoughts. <laughs> Put that key in your dick. Just putting that Put your key in the dick. <laughs> Welcome back to Key in the Dick Podcast. We're here sponsored with, by hymns. Pro, sponsored what by if, four hymns. What if like four hymns is like, hey, we'll sponsor your podcast if you want key in the dick. To quote, to quote the great and dear friend Kevin Carey, <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> I don't think he was the first one to say that. No, I'm just, well, you know. Anyway, From the podcast, um, maybe, podcast. yeah. Thanks for hymns for that uh, <laughs> podcast read, but back to whiskey. <laughs> As back we approach whiskey. the holiday season, <laughs> we are a week away from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, about exactly one week from now, I will be finishing up the turkey trot in Des Moines, Iowa. Just two photos. And my mother will have a turkey so roasting, mashed potatoes cooking, nice. peas in the oven. <laughs> Good, you said pea. And... The bells will be ringing. Remy will be barking in the background. <laughs> Eight, nine little children under the age of 12 will be prancing around my parents' home for the very last time. It's Shout out to Jack Jack. Thanksgiving in their house as they're selling my childhood dreams, my childhood hopefulness. Shout out to Bruce. To a whole new person as they take over my life. Shout out Sadness to Julie. Begins. But with that comes whiskey and cheer and drinking for all. Shout out to the other And the most important time siblings. of the year for us. In this whiskey industry, which is the holiday season, the N and the D of S O N D, November and December. Yes, it is. So we sell whiskey because people let the drink as these cooler months approach us. Preach. The temperature comes down, as do the leaves off the trees. Indeed. They turned colors, but the snow came too fast and they plummeted to the concrete in such a slow, slow fashion as they fall and hit the ground hard to the concrete. But we're there to cheer you up as the melancholy times of the gray winters approach us with a joyful whiskey, a glass of Blom Brothers, maybe a glass of Union Horse, even an Australian whiskey all the way over from Melbourne comes over and says, hey, taste this. Have a little Australian pride in your glass, but also have pride in what you're drinking overall because we'll be selling it to you. As Matt is in the bathroom, hopefully finishing up, as he's urinating in my toilet, not <laughs> spilling too much along the edges. <laughs> Let us tell you about what we do in the months of N and D to sell our whiskey before the year ends and closes, and then our caps are finished, and we have not met our goals. <laughs> we did not sell enough whiskey. And you know whose fault it is? It's you, <laughs> the consumer. You did not buy enough of our whiskey, so whiskey Wilson could not buy. Christmas presents for his little lad. I could not buy Remy a new bone. And Matt, well, he's homeless now. <laughs> to remedy that situation and make sure it does not happen, we'll tell you about what we do in this N&D. We go to Whiskey Fest. We do tastings among, you know, every Thursday, Saturday, Friday, maybe even throw in a Sunday. Wilson's throwing in some Sundays this year. Yeah, absolutely. But it's the busiest time of year. We're... Definitely in that Concord, if you will. Concord. A Concord. A flight of the Concord. 
I don't have to wash my hands in there, right? Well, I, I wish you did. This That's, isn't like a restaurant, so I've been you still, didn't have the sign. You're no, I did not. Um, we are, but you are a uh, you are a guest. You choose to do whatever you like to do. Just pour some whiskey on it. Um, pour some whiskey <laughs> on it. Ooh. <laughs> Back to four hymns, because that's all about sucking dick. <laughs> and I meant your hands, not um, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Matt. What's up? NND, November and December. Oh, man. Why is it our busiest time of year? This is where we make... Uh, our, is there a right answer to this question? Well, there's a couple of different things. Um, you know, gift giving is huge for alcohol. You can't go wrong with... Uh, <laughs> you can't go wrong with... Uh, um, Buying someone a bottle of whiskey for Christmas, mm. no. you know, or even no. shared before the holidays here in Thanksgiving. Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, bring it, friends. Miss, I'm going to the Spurs. Thanks, game. Miss. I'm going to the Spurs game Christmas. on Sunday. You think we ain't drinking some bottles of taking some, drinking some pours in the, the tailgate? The Tottenham Spurs, yeah, the Burrs, the Bears. Oh, Bears. Um. So, uh, yeah. I, I, as it gets colder, you know, it's nice to warm up with a nice bottle of whiskey. If you're a casual uh, whiskey drinker, I mean. I like it all the time, baby. I like it all the time as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of events to, you know, uh, gear towards getting people to buy more bottles before the end of the year. Um, mm. when, at, when all these, you know, wonderful families have spent their money on Christmas and New Year's and Christmas vacations, uh, that leaves January to be the slowest month of the year mm-hmm. for... Uh, restaurants, retailers, and us. So try to get it all in before the yeah, end of the year. No, and I think, too, like, it's really um, it's really fun to bring a whiskey bottle home for, like, Thanksgiving because you might have, like, a serious whiskey drinker or two there with you, but it kind of gets everybody involved because even the person that doesn't drink whiskey, they're always tempted to try it, revisit it, if they haven't bet it for a while. Or even talk about it, really. Yeah, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a talking point, for sure. And it's What's also, this whiskey? Yeah. It brings people together. Grab... Grandma, won't you drink some? Well, okay. It's yeah. been quite a year. It lets lot Wilson buy Christmas presents for his kid, you yeah. know, so <laughs> yeah. sell enough of it. But yeah, what, yeah, are, for what, sure. what is um, what is the well, the bigger things happening, I guess, in this market or in general? Well, we've well, got pl- a couple two treatings. Um, since you guys are going to hear us, I had a great showing at Show of Hands this weekend. Um, just what saying. is Show of Hands? Show of Hands is a is put on by Emily Wentz. Shout out to Emily, uh, who is the back owner. Of Orange Beautiful, a uh, graphic design uh, slash design slash experiment experimental uh, firm. Um, her and her husband Josh, um, who's her sidekick, do an amazing job. They put together a show that lasts three days, starting this Friday, um, November twenty second through the twenty fourth, Friday, ten a.m. to five p.m. each day, with the exception of Friday, which is a preview. Anyways. Um, it's just a bunch of makers, um, by local, by hand, true handmade. That sounds great. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. It's a, it's an awesome time. I love everyone that's there. Great people. Great friends. That was friendships. this past weekend? This is this, yes. When yeah. you listen to this, it would be this past weekend. So shout out to Beguile. Shout out to Joe Snow. Shout out to uh, Asian Infused. Shout out to the Masters uh, Kitchen. Snow. Joe Snow is a syrup that I'll be using. In oh, room. yeah. I have some of their root beer syrup, actually. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah. sass. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. called sass. Yeah, so I'll be using their almond orange. I'll be doing a, a uh, spice cranberry meal. Event? 
It is a ticket event only on Friday. It's a five dollar ticket. There's only few left, so get on there. Well, you miss you already missed that. So sorry. (laughs) Um, But leading into, but I'm sure you could find uh, if you search, you know, uh, more time appropriate, more time appropriate uh, things. Yeah, Yeah, we've got some great things. Well, if you search uh, that event, I'm sure you could find all the makers that were all the makers that were there. You You can always reach out to them directly. They all have websites. They all have Etsy accounts. Thank you, Matthew, for that. Uh, lead um, on the twenty seventh, Black Wednesday. Um, I'll be at Frontier. Seriously? Yeah, man. I am doing their whiskey event. on Milwaukee. Yeah, man. I didn't even know they had a Yo, whiskey yeah, event. That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. It's funny. Keep that in mind. That's on a yeah, Wednesday the twenty seventh. Wednesday night, night at Thanksgiving, eight to ten. Yeah. What are they doing? And so it's gonna be. Would you turn that off? It's <laughs> it's going to be a whiskey tasting event slash uh, pairing of slash the whole of the whole hog and a bunch of different little things. So they're going to pair each of our whiskeys with a some type of grilled dead animal. Yeah. Um, so gonna do the last time I did an event there many years ago, I was called a fucking faggot for cutting oh. for cutting for cutting for cutting a guy off who was way too drunk. Really? Yeah. And I was like, well, um, I'm leaving now, dude. And I don't, I don't like how the manager of the time is now works Gone. works with my wife. Well, the guy that, that that runs it now, his name's Justin. His last yeah. name is Torres, as is mine. Oh. And I got to talk to him for about a good hour. Um, dude's been in the industry for like thirty years, so he knows his yeah, yeah. ins and outs. So you know, it, we'll, we'll see how this works out. You know, um, and then there's Bitter Pops on Saturday, November thirtieth. We'll be launching the um, Union Horse Beguile Old Fashioned Brew. Uh, cocktail that'll be happening. Hell yeah! And then the weekend after that, for all of us here at this table, there is several whiskey tastings. Uh, there is a wine fest that I'm sure Jake is going to be part of on December seventh. <coughs> nope. No. Okay. Well, I will be there. Um, and then there's the Rogers <laughs> Park Spirit Stroll. Who's putting on that one? Uh, that is. Uh, you don't have to go through your whole calendar. Yeah. Never mind. And then there's a holiday <laughs> cocktail fest. That's no. The one I'm go really through your whole about. calendar. Oh. So and Matt, Matt and I know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. December 21st, the Holiday Cocktail Festival. Is that Most Cantina oh, and yeah. Old Crow and River yeah, North. I'm going to be out in the suburbs um, doing a festival. Put on by Chicago 20-something. Come out and try two different well, holiday cocktails by I, you. You know, when I asked this question, I didn't really want you to tell me your whole entire calendar. <laughs> I just wanted to know kind of what we were doing for events. Three, that, I wanted to show the diversity of what we are doing. Yeah, I mean... So I, I guess tr- in a very long way you did that. Yeah, sorry about that. No, I just wanted to make talk sure anymore. that you guys... That's okay. Put the closer calendar. <laughs> uh, no, it just, it just there's a, such a variety of people wanting to come out and drink um, during the winter time, especially leading up to the holidays because people have friends in town coming into town, all these different things. It's true. So I always show them around to uh, I have unique something. events. <laughs> okay, go Do ahead. Do you guys want to talk about obligatory plug from Matt? I almost called you Blum. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I don't think they'd like. Are you that. wearing a skate or die T-shirt? A skate or destroy? Sk- yes. Oh. Skate and destroy, rather. Do you take it off before you go into account, or do you go with it in? I go with it in. That's my boy. Um, Saturday, December 7th, also. Brewachos at Moreno's. Hey. Oh. Um, that's that's want, actually that's more all I talk I've, I've always wanted to be a part of that. Well, maybe one day Me you too. will, Shout out to Mike Moreno. Oye, Mike, ¿por qué no me llama, man? Hace dos años que yo te hablé la última vez, y no me he hablado ya. Por favor, llámame un momentico. Let me translate. Please, no. please take my spirits in. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, it's it, it, there's just such a rich field of events. Even though um, people are busy during the holidays, it, it, these, things, these things book up, and yeah, these things book up really it's a fun time to do. The, basically, basically, the best thing to do is like, hey, drink some whiskey while it's cold outside. Yeah. 
have some uh, good appreciation for your friends, hang out with them, talk about it. Whiskey's always a talking point. And like I said, if you want to have a talking point while you go home and not talk about politics, bring a bottle of whiskey bring with you. a bottle of whiskey, man. It'll bring you all together. Absolutely. Like, what? Where does this come from? And not many people know that outside of like your typical uh, core distilleries of your Jim Beam, Buffalo Traces, and Heaven Hills, that there's all this great whiskey being made all across the world. So, hey, bring a bottle home and say, drink this family. Let's drink not, let's drink not, this family. Let's not get in fights. I pulverize this family up into a fine liquid. <laughs> Is there any other more points you wanted to talk about, Matthew? No. Yeah. Um, December 7th, Bruachos. December 13th, that's a Friday. Mm. I'll be at Crafted down in Mokina. Yeah, so Mokina. So the south, south Suburb Friends come see me there. And then... Um, so suburb. <laughs> of course, uh, December <laughs> 20th. More suburbs. December 20th, uh, the Blombros Winter Classic at uh, 1340. That's a liquor store at 1340 West Madison, 6 to 8. The Blombros mm. Winter are you going Classic. Are you by chance? Oh, yeah, baby. You are? Yeah. You're going where to? Oh, I'm going to have to go with you. Okay. I, they, Meet you there. Where are you I, going? Uh, no. 1340. We'll talk after. Okay. Well, coming up um, next year, uh, early time, is the Galena Whiskey Weekend um, on January 26th, I believe, mm. uh, which will be a very fun time where all of our brands will be held there. The Blombers helped put it on. Is that correct? Is that yeah, fair? Is that for fair? sure. Is that fair? Yes. Um, but also there are my family, family liquor, which is a store. Family beer. Family, family beer. beer. Oh. Well, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Yeah. It's Tim, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I'm sure you're listening. But uh, yeah, this uh, as usual, this fo- this podcast is falling off its rails um, early, too. We're not, and not on a Thursday, not on a Friday. As the podcast Comedy Bang Bang says, it's gone off its trails like a train being retired. It really has. Unfortunately, we don't follow that you, arrow straight and wide. You did a good job, train. Now let's take you out those rails and mm, put not, you out the pasture. Not helping. No, not at all. <laughs> I think this would have been better if Remy would have hosted the podcast today. But it's okay. She's laying underneath us, keeping our feet warm as we uh, as we record. Um, yeah, and we uh, there's uh, some talk. Uh, I, we brought it up on a podcast not too long ago about potentially doing a Keen Lake uh, Whiskey Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say that early talks are uh, going on about that. So uh, stay tuned to our social stay media tuned. for that. Um, probably at the late end of this year, early next year. Uh, just give you a little tease for that and a little tease for Matthew D. Brown's mustache. I'll be posting <laughs> later on on Instagram as well. Some may call it a Fu Manchu, but some may call it a piece of shit. I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell I'm right now. I'm bad at trimming my beard. If so four hymns got him a nice razor, <laughs> then I would have a beautiful manicured a beautiful. beard and a beautiful resplendent patch of thick pubic hair. Oh. Nice bush. And for all of us out there listening, we always appreciate it. Please uh, rate and review us over on the old iTunes, Spotify, however you find this podcast. Because once you do, we kind of learn about who's listening, if you guys like it or not. Five stars are always great because we're after that McDonald's money. So the higher the stars, the bigger the money. Not really. We just kind of do this because we have nothing else to do with our lives. But for uh, Matthew Brown, who represents a great distillery called Blom Brothers out of Galena, Illinois, please go check them out. Also for Wilson Torres, who represents Union Horse Distilling Co. here in Chicago, which is an awesome distillery out, out of Kansas that has a new Chicago Select introduced into the market of Chicago for obvious reasons. It's very tasty and reminds me of my childhood, eating candies, stealing candies. And so as for myself, Jake Cookie, I represent a distillery called Star Wars out of Melbourne, Australia. Go please drink that. It's really good, really and delicious. And, you know, we want to stick around for a little bit. And other than that, check us out at Keena Lake, keenalake.com, and I'll post everything else for our various Instagram accounts among us three. And for Remy and all of you dogs out there, 
Woof, woof. Cheers. When all your co-hosts start to look at their phone, you know it's uh, time you got to wrap it up, brother. <clears throat> if you're still listening, this is... A oh, no. <laughs> what the fuck? Fred said space bar, baby. This is the secret song edition of the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously, oh, that no. Taco Bell's not open yet. <laughs> it looked open when I drove by it. This is what happens after the podcast. <laughs> God damn it. Close to opening. It has to be. Okay. If you will. All right. I'm backing away from this fucking table. Has to be open. Put your pants back on. Because. <laughs>